get started. My name is Beth Guide. I'm with SEO 411. And today I am going to talk about content. Um, and it all the, the idea for this class came to me uh, because somebody said to me in the score class I taught a few weeks ago, um, do you add keywords after you write a page of content? And the reality is, no, I don't. Um, I write it as I go through it. But I, I think that after 23 years of doing this, I think what's happening is if I dissect it and dissect the process, I am adding those words in because I've already pre-identified them all. I know what I want to do and I know how to execute it. Um, so I do those things. So where somebody that doesn't have that experience level may come in after the fact. So I want to kind of go through what that process is. How do I go about doing that? Um, and how do I put together a piece of content that um, basically I can put a page up of something that I've written and that page will rank without me having to, I'm going to use the word air quotes, optimize it mostly because as I've written it, I optimized it all in the same breath. Um, I mean, uh, it's, it's an interesting thing. So I wanna kind of go through the process on that on how to do all of that. So we kind of understand, um, because if you write with the purpose in mind, it's going to be far better than if you just start um, and don't have the Google objectives baked into your thought process. So um, the first thing that I would say that everybody needs to do is kind of sit down and develop a list of keywords that um, you want to write about or that you want your website to be about. So for me, mine would be anything from SEO, web design, web hosting, any of those type things, I have a core set of 20 words that are my 20 core things that if I could be ranked on, those are money terms. So everything from Sally does glass blowing. So the obvious answer for Sally is glass blowing. Um, Rebecca, your accountant. So you have bookkeeping and accountant type terms. Maude, I don't know what you do. Jim does, what do you do? I sell plastic. Well, Jim, I know you sell plastic. I mean, what does Ahmad do? What do you do, man? Um, I work for a quick quack car wash. You work for a corporate car wash? Quick quack. Okay. So are you you're on the corporate level of that and not the franchise level of that? Correct. All right. And there are franchises for that, right? Correct. Okay. So you have a different set of criteria, but you know, I mean, every car wash near me would be your main term. I mean, without really even having to go much and look. And Jolie, I don't know what you do. If you want to tell me real quick. Sure. HR and uh, benefits consultation for companies. Like, sorry, like, are you an insperity kind of a person? No, I'm not co-employment. Um, You're not a PTO. Okay. No, mm -mm, no. All right. So what are you exactly? A consultant for small to mid-sized businesses, even large, doing HR and benefits consultation. 
Okay, I'm trying to pull this out of you. And the reason I'm trying to pull you out of you is because I, I need the, the, I'm trying to get the terms that somebody would put into Google um, to be able to find you. So is it picking a benefit HRO. company? Yeah, no, they would probably put in HRO or um, HRI as, they're gonna put in things like that to pull up companies like Paychex and um, ADP without the, without the co-employment. So Insperity has the co-employment. Um, I'm not going to be searched or Googled in that category. I'm gonna be searched and Googled in the um, just ADP, Paychex, Iridian, Paylocity world. All right, actually, you're gonna be very helpful in this class. Um, and the reason why, so you're telling me uh, you are not a PEO. No, I'm not a PEO. I don't do co-employment. Mm -hmm. So um, that's, that's a whole thing all on itself. So what we're going to, we're going to, what we're going to do is we need to identify what the words are that somebody would use. And, and because, I mean, the accountant, the, the words are clear, you know, small business, accounting, bookkeeping, tax, uh, tax advice, IRS letters, IRS problems. I, because I've done the research, I basically know those ahead of time. Okay. Um, what I would say is, can everybody in the room tell me who their biggest competitor is? All right, so I'm not I'm not feeling it. Is it a yes or a no, or is that a, I have no idea who I'm competing with? Uh, yes, yeah. I I know who I'm competing with. All right, and who are you competing with? Paychecks and ADP. Yes. Okay, Rebecca. Um, and and Beth, I would just add that that those are the big players that play in national and global. Um, I'm probably more competing with Paylocity. Paycom, the more regional players that don't go global. That's an interesting comment too. So you're all wondering what this has to do with content. We have to identify who the heck we're even writing these pages for. And that's why this is a very interesting person here because it's not as, I'm, I'm going to say not as cut and dry as some of you. Um, Sally, with your glass blowing, you do glass blowing. And oh, by the way, you do glass blowing and you do glass blowing. I mean, there's not, it's not like you have these, you know, you're an artist. I mean, there's artists in terms and things like that, but at the end of the day, you do one thing. Yes. Well, no, that, but yes and no. So we okay, sell glass art and we do services and we make glass art for other people. Services. What are the services? Custom art, teaching, demos, and events in a, in a broad spectrum. And we can do events in our gallery space, which are unique, and events in our glass blowing space, which is unique, which are unique. So it's, and then we do markets. So where other artisans can come and sell their wares along with us. Okay. All right, and then I have, okay. So Ahmad, your corporate car wash now is your quick quack. Okay, your job is to sell car washes and franchises, or are your is your job to sell auto detailing in the neighborhood? So um, we are an ex 
express car wash. So our idea is to drive traffic to our local locations, um, which are about 17 in the Houston area. So that's the, the main objective. Okay, so you're, you're a quick in and out car wash, get on down the road. But your job is what you're what you're wanting to do is work with each of the local locations. So you're you you're basically needing to go down the local SEO road. Right. Okay. All right. So the reason I'm asking all these questions is because when you sit down and you decide how you're going to put together a piece of content, you need to ask yourself these questions. And what we need to do is we need to decide who's our audience for any content that we would write because this is the starting. This literally is like what would be, um, you know, the DNA of your website or like an atom. It is the fundamental building block of where we start everything, okay? So we have to have a really good solid understanding of where we hope to go with all of this. So each one of you have a different, and I've already got ideas that are popping in my head, but each one of you have a, a certain set of um, criteria that you need to match. And now we know. So, all right. And I'm, I'm trying to do this interactively. So we, Sally, who's your main, who's your main person you talk to? Like, who's your main client? What's your demographic? I had to unmute. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, my demographic are women between, predominantly women between 25 and 64. Um, they are in the upper 10% of income and they're educated. And that educated means college level and above, typically. Okay. And they're looking to learn a new hobby or get out of their house and do something, right? Yes. Okay. Or bring their children or their grandchildren. Okay. All right, Rebecca, small business. Mainly small businesses. Small businesses have no idea what they're doing. Upstarts, young ones, <laughs> old ones. What, what what kind of small business? Um, I would say seasoned businesses. I, I like to, I will do um, startups because um, there's a lot of that right now. Um, but usually like 200, either gross receipts of 200,000 and up. That's very small. Well, <laughs> that's a very baby business. <laughs> okay. And then Jolie, you're looking for what upper small to mid-sized companies that may want to offload their payroll um, situation. Yeah. My sweet spot is um, five to a hundred work site, W2 uh, benefit eligible employees. So a hundred under a hundred employees, not a hundred sites. Right, 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 right. I mean, I can go higher, but um, usually where I see a pain point is under a hundred. Okay. But they okay. have to have more than 10. Yeah. Just because, I mean, they don't have to, I have small clients, but if you ask for my, like what I target, that's what I target best. Okay. All right. So when I, when I sit down and I, for my own self, just so you know, everything that I write for SEO 411 is written for the small business owner with the express purpose to assume they don't have somebody like me on staff or they are not, that I am not their vendor. Not because, um, 
I'm doing it because I want business from them. I, I want them to be educated. And that level of education and trying to help people tends to help. Um, of course, somebody eventually figures out that you really do need a person like me in whatever capacity you have. But I have had, and Jim will remember, we've had people come through these classes through the years that have been completely DIY, have never asked us to do a thing for them um, because they've sat here long enough and listened and learned how to do it. So we tell you everything you need to know constantly. I mean, I, I've been, Jim's a DIY guy for the most part. Um, you know, at the end of the day, if you kind of listen to everything we say and you do it for a number of a long period, long enough period of time, you'll get this down. It becomes a matter of time. But I think there's core competencies that everybody needs to know and everybody needs to understand. And I think most business owners, there's nobody out there. And I'm going to use the word preaching this. Um, one of my biggest aggravation points is that Wix and Weebly and Squarespace are out there telling people they can have an SEO friendly website. And that is just simply not true. I mean, they can say it all they want, but it is simply, it is almost impossible to have what to have it because their platform is almost counterintuitive to Google. So nobody's going to go out there and say that on a regular basis. I say it to help people make the right decision. So as I am hoping that when they, they find me somewhere in the process, before they make the decision and go down the wrong road. So everything that I do, I, I, I identify my audience. So we've identified each and every one of your audience. Sally, you're telling me everybody's educated and that these are top 10% wage earners. So your requirement of content um, needs to meet that education level. We can't go down on that. Now, as me writing for small business, not all small business owners have uh, are in top 10% wage earners. In fact, lot, let, lots of times we earn only a couple dollars an hour because we're at our desk 20 hours a day, seven days a week. So we're like $2 an hour people. But the, our education, some people have not even finished, you know, high school, let alone a college. So you, you just have to, you know, I know on my side, I kind of try to keep it even not to go way over somebody's head and not to go way under somebody. I don't want to insult them either. So I have a, but you have a different level because you, you just told me you're top 10 wage. So you have to adopt that persona and those pages have to be written in that way. Okay. And the reason we're kind of talking about this, because again, is I want to get to where everybody starts to understand how to start to formulate this. Mon, tell me about your people. Are they just people in a hurry like me that, that I don't even have time for a car wash. I just want to drive through somewhere and have somebody do all this and then be done. Um, yes. Yeah. So we're, we're trying to target people who kind of are, bu are busy. Um, a lot of families are a lot of our target audience. So we do have a lot of families. Um, we're a fun, interactive um, car wash. Like our mascot is a duck. So... <laughs> Um, we target a lot of families, um, people with kids and people who may not have time to wash their cars themselves. They just want something quick. Um, so then express car washes, I think it takes less than five minutes to get you through the entire thing. Um, and then we do have free vacuums on site as well. Do I have to vacuum myself? Yes. Okay. So it's a blend of like those stalls with the wands that I go spray my car off myself. Yeah. So then there's a, um, a parking lot and then there we have the free vacuums and you can just vacuum and um, yourself with the pressure. Isn't it mechanical? You run it through and it's got brushes and swirls around? 
Okay. All right. So, but it's a, I guess what I'm saying is it's a blend. What you're telling me is it's a hybrid. It's not a full service car wash, but so it's quick. But on the other side of the coin, um, I ha there's not like people coming out and I've got to wait for them to come and detail everything. Correct. So you could just, you drive your car through the car wash yourself um, and then you pull around and then you would um, vacuum. Got it. All right. Okay. So your, your level is busy executive, somebody on the fly that may need to go to a business meeting and can't pull up with their car filthy dirty. Right. Uh, and I, and I have to say that really is a thing for those of you that don't think it is. It really is. Um, you have to go to a lunch and make sure you get your car washed first. Cause otherwise, you know, everybody's wondering why is that car so dirty? So, but, and I mean, that's kind of a, that actually kind of could be a funny little side story you could put there is that, you know, busy executives and anyway, so we'll, we'll get all to that. So what um, can I, can I, can I say yes, something about our mod business? Um, so I'm a, I'm a repetitive customer of um, what Ahmad, uh, the car wash he's talking about. And the reason why I choose it over Mr. Car Wash that has the same concept is because um, the chemicals smell better. So when we're going through the line, um, I don't know what it is, but the, the chemicals that are released to clean my car smell better than the ones that Mr. Car Wash. All right. So, but that's a big deal. It is. And that's something we do audits, and that's on one of the things that I audit is the smell of the car wash. Like that's something that we pay attention to. All right, but see, that's a that's a big deal. Okay, so let's let's kind of put that in our head too. All right, so as I sit down and I looked at this, I understand now, and I hope you all have an idea of who you're writing for. If I was going to write for Exxon. I would never write it for the same flavor that I would write it for a small business owner. What I know about a small business owner is, of course, what I, I understand about them is they don't have a lot of time because they are the CEO and the janitor. Okay. So when I, when I have business owners that literally have to cover multiple jobs, multiple positions, and that's the nature of small business. That's not, not, that's not I'm running my small business badly. It's that most small businesses are understaffed and have to do more jobs than what they normally do. When I sit down to write a page of content, I am always writing it for the people that I would see sitting in this window or sitting in my classroom. I don't, I don't write it for an executive that is working for a Fortune 500 company, although the advice at times is just as salient to them as it is to the little guy. Um, I try to work from all, you know, mid-size, small to mid-size, because I think that's where you need the help. So I understand who I'm writing for. Need you guys to do we all have some level of understanding who we're who we would be creating a page of content for? Yes. Okay. Yes. So the next thing I asked you was, do you know who your competitors are? And Jolie, you said something interesting to me, and I and I I don't I don't want to say I disagree with you because I do on some level. But we should always aspire to the be the biggest fish in the pond than then to come down underneath it so just because i truly do not compete up against paychecks they're the big fish in the pond so i need to look at them and see what we've got what assets of theirs that i can take and make and work towards myself and i'll show you what i mean about that okay 
So there's a tool out there and I use this, like some people use their Bible. I use this every day. All right. And I'm going to screen share here. And about a second, uh, let me pull up my window here. And what it is, it's a program, it's a website that's called SEM Rush. And what I do with this is I can, uh, where's my Safari window? Here it is. I can look at what the attributes and what people are doing. So remember I told you you need to sort of know about people's keywords and what, what people are going to be doing. And the reason I asked you about your competitors, um, and make sure we see this. Yeah, we do. You all see my screen, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. So um, I have a list and you said to me paychecks and that's about P-A-Y, right? C-H-E-X.com, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. Okay. I'm going to use them because they're big. I also use like when I sat down to do my site, um, I use people like GoDaddy. I, I got no, I will never be GoDaddy. I don't even offer the same service level as GoDaddy. Okay. So just understand that I know that part of it. Right. But on the other side of the coin, I don't know why this is not, why is this not pulling up? On the other side of that coin, let me try it again. I don't know if my internet, I don't think my internet's slow. The website seems to want to be slow though. Um, on the other side of that coin, there's a lot of valuable information that I can garner from them and I'm going to garner. I don't have to pay for the market research. So, uh, let's see if I can get it to go again and see if we can make it work. There we go. It looks like it's working a little better now. Okay. So what this tool does is it tells me all about paychecks website. Okay. And what else it tells me about is all the key terms that paycheck has a ranking and a position in Google. And if I emulated everything that they did and made it all work, um, I would have a website that, you know, was worth, uh, where the heck is my worth on this? They move things around on me. I apologize for that. Um, but I would have a website that it's, it's value, you know, might be over a million dollars easy worth of pay-per-click advertising that goes on on this thing. I think it's saying they spend about 51,000. I think it's probably way more than that. Okay. So what they give us is what this, what this tool will give us. And if anybody ever wants this, just let me know and I'll go ahead and export it for you. Um, yeah, see it's $4.6 million is what their keyword traffic is worth. Okay. What I would do with this is I would sort this by traffic. There's a traffic column here once it loads in. And I would look at, once I, once I did it by volume here, let me get it one second. I sort it by the volume. And then I start to look down that keyword because I don't want their branded terms. Although what I will tell you is I may decide at some point that I'm gonna write uh, a difference between your service and the difference between paychecks and say something along those lines because at the at the end of the day um the reason i may do that is because i make the case to my audience that paychecks is too big for you and you're just a number at paychecks okay don't know if that's true or not 
Um, I'm assuming it is right that you're, you're not just a number with your company. Uh, that's correct. But my, my uh, differentiator against paychecks is the fact that they don't have the SME depth that we have. Now my differentiator against ADP is exactly that customer service. You're just a number with um, ADP. We, we provide hands-on um, assigned reps. So it depends on what company it is, Beth. With paychecks, it's more, it could be both, but the, the primary thing with paychecks is they don't have the um, knowledge in depth that they provide to their clients. They're basically cookie cutter templates. Okay. And you do, you do uh, better, you have better help and they can call you on the phone and you can talk to them? Absolutely. And our, our, um, our knowledge base for our HR and benefits, I mean, we have, you know, I mean, not to go into it, but we have tons of certifications. We have over, um, with our employees, we have over, you know, 60 years of in-depth experience in each category. And again, paychecks is, you know, they're just a generalist and they're reading from a script. Okay. So from my point of view, what I just heard you say is you will have no trouble writing content for this website. Is that right? Content for my website or con yes. I, I guess. Content yeah. for your website. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I wouldn't be here if I didn't have trouble. <laughs> well, one of the good things that I'm also is I'm very inspirational when I talk. I, I, you just told me you're a subject matter expert. So now the question is, you need to now take what you hear on your phones and the questions that you're asked and now turn them into written copy. And then we've got to figure out what those keywords are. So I picked yours because I knew we have bigger, bigger fish here. So if you start to look down this, and I'm going to ask these questions because I don't know, but I'm looking down this to, to kind of try to identify, you know, some mm -hmm. of the, did you do PPP loans or help PPP loans for people? Yeah, we actually wrote um, the program that we sold to clients, the Excel uh, analysis. So okay. for them to determine that, yeah, so we, we actually words, custom made that. So in other words, you could write a page that says, does my small business qualify for a PPP loan? Um, well, even more so than that, we wrote, when we did our advertising, we said that we created it for them. They just had to plug in, plug and play to find out if they qualified. Okay. But the question that they would ask, you went beyond the question that they would ask, right? which is right, does, you're my right. small business, does my small business qualify for a PPP loan? The reason I'm using that is because I'm looking here at a volume of 301,000 people looking for PPP loans. So I now have to take a idea and wrap it around that keyword. So the first question or the first thing that I have come up into my head is, do I qualify? But if you notice how I asked, and this is a teaching thing that I'm doing, okay? I asked okay. you, does my small business qualify for a PPP loan? And the reason I said it that way is because this is the word that I've decided I was targeting right here on the screen, this PPP term. I don't, yeah, I hope you all see where my little mouse is pointing, okay? And mm -hmm. if you can see where I'm looking, I'm saying that's a term now that's relevant. The question is there. And now if you have more information beyond how it qualifies, a spreadsheet, a program and anything, 
go ahead and work that in because that makes you an expert. Okay. But your okay. first order of business would be what are, do I qualify and what, what thresholds do I have to have to do that? And that's a page okay. of content that you now put on your website that has keywords baked into it. We're going to talk about how to order, order that here in a minute. Okay. But I need you to understand we're starting with the PPP loan part. Okay. That's the, that's the cornerstone of it all. What I do on a website is I go through, I take these competitors, I take what you guys tell me, and I build out a list of relevant key terms based on traffic, highest volume to lowest volume. Okay. And I use my amount of search per quest for uh, situation as my guidepost. So if I use my own, it would be SEO or Houston SEO is, a, is an 18,000 search keyword. Web hosting uh, is a 55,000 uh, piece uh, keyword. Um, and then web design, I think is um, maybe 4,600 or something. Um, but all three of those are my main words, but that's because I've made a massive list figured out what the most search was. And then I also put to a, what is a conversion aspect to that? So I put that thought in there because if somebody comes to you about a PPP loan and calls you on the phone because the SBA won't answer you, your bank won't answer you. I mean, there for a while, everybody was running in 80 directions trying to figure out what to even do with this thing because nobody would answer a question, right? But I find you on the internet, you seem approachable. I'm reading this paper. I pick up the phone and I call you. And then you have a service to offer me. With all of that said, that would then be writing towards, also writing towards the conversion. Okay, so I'm, I'm working all these aspects as I start to um, formulate in my head what I want to do. If you look down this list, I have PPP loan, I have paycheck protection program, PPP, and PPP loan forgiveness. I have now written all one, two, three, four of those terms down on a piece of paper because when I start my, my article about all of this, I am going to make sure that I use both the term PPP loan and paycheck protection program and in paren put PPP because my page of content now has absorbed all three of those items. All right, because all of them are applicable to this one phantom page of content that I, I, I'm going to start on. Um, I may opt to do forgiveness all on its own. And how is that approached? What are the applications? What are the procedures? What, and now the second one came out and I don't understand this whole 25%, but you have to prove it to me down the road problem. Um, all of that aside, um, that may be a secondary piece, but I know in my head that I have to use PPP loan, PP, pay check protection program, and uh, PPP by itself, because those are different um, instances that can be rolled into a same paper, doesn't look like it's keyword stuffing, and I can make that work, okay? So as I'm scanning this list, I'm scanning these things for things that are alike, things that are different. And I'm going to show you the, the how I do this, but I already, I learned this and I internalize it so that when I produce a page of content, I know that I may want to use for me, web design, web hosting, SEO services, every single 
page I sit down, if I can work those in, I do because those are my core um, group. Now, um, I'm going to go down this whole list here and I may make a list of several thousand terms. Okay. And it would not be unreasonable to do that. Do you do background checks? Yes, we out. Yes. Whether you outsource it or not, I don't, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm trying to be specific. Yes, we do background okay. checks. Okay. But what we're going to talk <laughs> about is what is the importance of a background check to a hiring process? Why do I need, because I may get somebody calling you and say, hey, can you help me do a background check? That's a warm lead for you because they're calling yeah. you because they don't know how to do a background check. Right. And you may not hire, you may not be able to provide just that service because it's a part of a package, but that's your opportunity then to answer a warm lead. But what I did is I'm saying to small business owners, why do I need to run a background check? So I may, I may have a whole, whole discussion about that on a page of content. All right. These things are, um, what is the definition of discrimination in 2021? So you want to talk about a page to write? That would be a phenomenal page to write. Now, okay. of course, it would be very dicey and difficult. But the first thing that comes to my mind is what is what is the definition of discrimination in 2021? Because that bar has changed through the years. Yeah. All right. I, all right. So what was in 1970, what was perfectly fine in 2021 is now no good. And that's because we evolve and the world's evolving. So, but that would be a very interesting piece of content to write. And as I'm coming down here, what is, what is a payroll tax? How does it affect my business? And what should I be doing to reach that? I would think that some of your people um, wouldn't don't even know how to file a payroll tax. They don't even know what it is. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes small business owners make is they don't know what it is, don't know how to process it. I, I'm, I'm sure you get that. I think from the accounting side, that's also something that that could be looked at because I think that's another one that that would meet that. I mean, but right. you see how I can kind of come down this entire list here and I'm starting to come up with a content ideas and I'm starting to formulate how do I reach my customer base by using words they use. And the reason so everybody understands from the class standpoint why Jolie could not explain to me in a word or two what she did from the beginning. I don't know if you all realize that she kind of gave me words, but she didn't give me words that a, a normal end user would put in. Now you told me about, what did you say? HRO and HRI? Mm, HRO is human. Yeah, HRO or HRIS. What is, is the system? Um, <laughs> HRO is the service and HRIS is the system oh, that clients it? use. Oh, what is it? It's a human resources information system. It's an acronym for a word that's used in our industry. Okay, is that a word you use or is that a word a customer would use? Um, a customer would use HRIS. Okay. All because right. they'd say, I'm looking for an HRIS system. All right, so, all right, okay. I, I, not that I ever, so the other thing we have, I stopped sharing the screen because I'm going to show you another tool that I have that will help you. Everybody can use this tool. There's not a soul on the earth that can't use this. Um, uh, Beth, can I ask a question? Because I'm a little overwhelmed. Everybody's um, overwhelmed hanging out with me. You just have to get used to me. It's okay. <laughs> 
I write pages, I mean, is my website now becoming like huge? Yes. I mean, where there's multiple clicks and yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. And the reason why your website is becoming huge is because if it's not, you don't really offer Google anything. They have no reason to put a listing up for you whatsoever because you're not doing anything to uh, help the internet. You're not doing anything to push things along. You're not, you're not contributing. They're not your website. If it's just a billboard on the side of the highway, they mm -hmm. have no obligation to rank that. And in this year coming up, this is going to become more and more of a problem for everybody, which is why I wanted to attack this content piece early, um, because they are looking for new content on a website every single month. Uh, they're looking for it not to be sales pieces, but to be informational pieces. And if you notice the ideas that I've given her are more in an information line, I've already told Rebecca and, I, and I'm going to, you're just, every time I see you, you're going to hear me say IRS letters. Okay. And the reason I say, the reason I keep saying it to her is this, what I know is I, I ran an accountant site for, for several years. And um, one of the things that I was most intrigued about is I would have thought that people would be looking for bookkeeping services. Oh no, hell no. They don't want an accountant until they're in the firing line. And that's when they come do it. So I know the guy with the IRS letter is ready to buy services. And it's also one of those most typed out things. So um, I'm trying to, what I want everybody to kind of understand is how to identify the words that people use. So Jolie, the reason I asked you about this HRR, HRO, I've never heard of it. I, I mean, I've been on this earth 55, 54 and a half years, and I have never heard of HRO ever. Okay, and I work around small businesses, not like I'm in a cocoon and in my house. Well, I actually have been in my house for the last year, but that's a different story. Um, <laughs> we all have been. But but my point to you is I asked you if that's what people are. Are those people so far down the buying decision that that's they know what term to use? What about the guy that isn't? Where are they? So are they that's using? a good question. Usually your executives are going to use that terminology. Your um, don't well, look I'm like sorry, Beth. I don't know. I, I know. I'm. I don't. I definitely don't want to offend or disrespect no, you're anybody. Not, but you're not. Um, what my point is is, I am Joe Average. I am out in the middle of small business on a regular basis, and I've never heard of this. That's what I'm trying to make you understand. So I don't know. Maybe I'm not your client. I have insperity. So I mean, but I'm always looking for ways to get around insperity. You know, they they're just insperity. I've been there since they were administaff. Walla Walla, Washington, I'm here, you know? So with that all said, I guess all I'm saying to you is I never heard of this. So you're not giving me anything. And it's just like, what if I ask Rebecca- But that's what a is good point. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop, I'm gonna intervene here because that's a good point. And so this is helpful for me. So people that don't have co-employment probably have never heard of the term because the HRO is actually the insperity. And, and, and in all honesty, I'm very familiar with insperity. And they, they don't want to throw those terms around because if you do start searching, you're liable to find out that you can do it yourself, right? So that, that's an excellent point. Anybody that's been in a PEO for more than 10 years is probably not going to be familiar with those terms. So to your point, you'd probably be more familiar with 
payroll processing or, or personnel consultation or how do I hire somebody and fire somebody, right? Um, who protects my organization? But the good news is there'll be a video. So when you forget what you say, you can go back and play the video because you're yeah, right. No, I'm taking, website yeah, I'm taking notes. Yeah, yeah no, I'm taking notes because um, you're absolutely right. When I'm talking to a, a, a business owner or an executive team and they are not in co-employment, they'll know the terms um, because their, pay, their, their current company uses the terms. But if they're in a PEO, and especially if they've been there more than 10 years, they're not going to be familiar. So I'm going to have to find the terms that they were familiar with prior to going into the PEO. So here's the deal. And I can help you with that in about five seconds here. All right. But what I want everybody to understand as we're talking through this, where you have to be is on my side of the screen, not on your side of the screen. Because you can tell me about what you do and you can tell me about what you think you do and you can tell me what you think, but you're not tell, telling me what somebody else is calling it. And this is where, so this is a true life story as we talk about this and this keyword and understanding where to start is really massively important. So when I opened my doors back in 1998, we would say, in the office, we would say we did site hosting because things were not, they were a lot more fluid back then and things didn't have specific names, you know? And we would say, oh, we do site hosting or website hosting and that's the word. So when I set my very first website up, I set it up as ACTWD site hosting because I thought that was the right keyword, not knowing that that really I should have belonged doing research on, on all of this. And I mean, we literally like, hung a shingle and this was a problem and one day somebody called me on the phone and they said you do web hosting and i want to set up service with you blah 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 and i was like oh we do web hosting wait up a minute that might be actually and we were you know number one on uh site hosting at the time we were always coming up on the first page of it um these were back pre-google days and all but we we're always kind of hovering really near the top. And I'd get, you know, seven new accounts a week. And I, I would do backflips at seven accounts. That was, that was to me like the best thing that ever happened, right? And then when this person said to me, web hosting, I was like, wait up a minute. There, people are calling this web hosting. They're not calling it site hosting. So now those of you that know me will see that this actually happened and um, this is why it happened. But I, one day I was on the phone and hung up the phone and my business partner walked by behind me and went web hosting for idiots. Can I help you? And I was like, that's the name of our company. I took that, built a website, used the web hosting word. And we went from seven orders a week to 10 to 20 orders a day because I was not using the right term. Um, and, and, the, and the reality of this is you have to use the words your customers are using, not the words that you are using. And that's usually one of the biggest content fails out there, which is why I keep harping about IRS letters, because I don't know what those IRS letters are. I just know I got a letter from the IRS. You can tell, you can write all about form, you know, oh, 7115 all you want. I have no idea that's form 7115. All I know is the IRS sent me a damn letter and now I need to go to the police department so that I don't get arrested. I, I don't know why they're sending me a letter. Don't know what's happening, but I need to find somebody that does. 
So when you overthink or overreach past your initial, we're the point that somebody comes in from, okay? And I always have to understand, usually where they come in from is when there's a problem. So what problem are you trying to solve for somebody? Sally might be trying to solve, what do I do with my grandkids on a Tuesday? They're, my daughter dumped my grandchildren on me, now what? That's a great story idea. Okay. I mean, I know that sounds like a funny way to put it, but she can now go have a private lesson with this woman and her grandkids on how to blow glass, but she did it in such a pithy way that she got the attention because what's that lady out there looking for? All right. She's out there looking for events that she can do with her grandkids. Cause that's what she told me. It's, it's grandma looking for a way to entertain her kids because they're, they want, they have money to burn to go do something like that. Fair enough, right, Sally? You agree with what I'm saying? Okay, so I cannot overshoot my customer. I have to write the content where they are. And usually, like, for me, where I meet them is they have a problem. They've built a website. They spent a whole lot of money, and they don't know how to drive it. They don't know where to go. It's not working. I put up a website, and nobody's coming. Well, those days are gone, guys. Feel the dreams over. If you build it, they will not come. You have to go put breadcrumbs out for them to come. And if you don't go put breadcrumbs out, they're not coming. All right. So this is where all this content comes from. And what we're having a discussion of is meeting people where they are, not where you think they are or where you are. All right. And that's a tough, tough job sometimes. So I bought up my screen here in Google and let me do this. I'm going to just do this because this is my favorite thing to do. Byron's an accountant too, by the way. Tax uh, letters. Okay. The other one is wage garments and tax liens. Okay. <laughs> in case you were wondering what the rest of them all were. If you look over here, I have a nice little thing that's called keywords everywhere. And it's a plug-in and everybody should have this and it doesn't cost you but nine whole dollars like one time, okay? Oh, hold on a minute. Go ahead, Harley. Sorry, that's blocking doggy bed traffic. That's a very important thing in my house. Okay, so if you notice here, I have, uh, I put in IRS letters. Oh, tax letters. If you spell tax letters right, you get a better result, by the way. <laughs> and actually, I'm going to put IRS letter. That's really what I want. Okay, if I put an IRS letter, everybody can see this nice little thing I've got going on here, right? Mm -hmm. So what I have is a couple of things I can see. One is how many searches a month does Google say there are for that? Okay, and they say there's 8,100 a month for that. All right. And then, hold on, it's got to repopulate. And then you see, it tells me that People are spending $5.44 a click through. So that tells me that's a little bit of a competitive term. So I want to, maybe I want to look at that. And then what I do is I come, so remember this number over here is 8,100, right? So then I come over here to the right-hand side of my screen and it says IRS letter 4464C, 1300 searches, IRS a letter from IRS 2020. I don't know that I would get involved with that. 1,000. <laughs> then we have fake IRS letter. And that's a good one. How do I know if my IRS letter is real or fake? 
Because that's what somebody's going to be putting in, right? I mean, that's the kind of things. I'm assuming all of you know how to write that, understand the answers to these. Byron, that goes for you too. I'm sure you know whether an IRS letter is real or fake and how to tell. All right. But for each of you, these are the way. And the thing is, is that once you identify in your own head what you're doing, how you're doing it, who your audience is and the words they choose. Okay. Um, you have the core blocks for how a page of content should be written. But until you get those, you're just out there floating around the world, writing about stuff that nobody cares about and not getting to where they need to be. And I, I know that sounds like I'm being harsh, but just like me, I put a whole website up about seven site hosting and I thought I was killing it with seven. Boy, did I miss the first two years of the boat. I would have been a whole lot better off if I had 20 people a day for three years until it took me two years to figure out I had the wrong word. All right. So this is where these start to be. These tools didn't exist back in those days either. It's not like back in 1998, I had a thing like I could go plug in Chrome. Oh, wait, Google didn't even exist. So we're pre-Google days, okay? It was very hard at that time to figure out what the right things were. So I, to my defense. Um, what tool did you say that is? It's called Keywords Everywhere. And you oh. sign up, you put your email address in. I think I pay $10 and it gives me like 150,000 credits. And what that is, is each one of these is a considered a credit. For me that does this on a regular basis, um, we, you know, we have to go feed this, you know, once a month or something. All right. For you guys, you can put it in once, utilize what you're doing with it and then turn it off. All right. But this gives me a whole bunch of content ideas for IRS letters. Now look at also what it'll do is it'll tell me find long tail search for, uh, IRS letters. And if I hit that button, it gives me all the variants and different things that I can uh, decide what I want to do with on that IRS letters uh, key term. All right. And it's going to run me a gigantic list. And what this is, it's almost like a pocket translator. So it's what I call things and what people <laughs> actually search for. It's like a bridging gappy thing so that you can make better decisions. For me, sometimes it gives me the lower hanging fruit that I know I want to rank on SEO. Well, the thing is for me to rank on SEO nationally, I, I might get there at 154. I mean, I, I don't know. I, it's a long time down the road for me to ever get that. I think we're the most biggest national term I now have is SEO expert. And I think we're in the forties. Um, and, and that would be, that would be because of some of the things that I have going on, which I hope to get to here. Okay. But once we understand all the things that we do, we then have to say, how am I going to sit down and write a page? The next piece of that becomes, what is the topic of that page? Okay. Um, for Ahmed, I'm going to give you an idea. All right. My idea for you, for your car wash is you never get a second chance to make a first impression or what does your car say about you? Okay. Which sounds somewhat superficial. Okay. But, and I have long said this and my business partner gets madder than a hornet at me for this, but that's okay. She'll, she'll, she and I, they were a perfect match for this. I have told her and made the argument that 
if I pull up in a beater of a car, how can I make the um, transition for me to anybody say I'm successful? You can't drive up with your bumper falling off and then say you're a successful person. Like this, those two things do not happen in the same breath, right? Okay. So I have a nice car. What I don't have is a lot of time to go to the car wash. So now I'm going to have to go find these quick car things, okay? But I don't have a lot. But what I will tell you is if I know I have to go down and go to the Galleria and go to a luncheon, that the mayor's going to be at or somebody's going to be at and I have to go valet park my car, I can guarantee you I have found a gas station with a car wash to run that car through so it doesn't look like it's been like it's it's because I never have a second chance to make a first impression. And you, you know, my, maybe my story for you would be something like, you know, people say about clothes, but do you ever consider your car? How many people consider the car they drive and is it, how people view you when you pull up in it. Now, my accountant friends may say, well, a car is a bad investment and a car is a bad marketing tool. I can see all of that coming, all right? I, I can see it. But the reality is for the guy with the car wash that he can get me in and out in five minutes as I'm on my way to the freaking gallery to have lunch with the mayor, you're worth a million dollars to me, buddy. You know, because now all of a sudden my, my car that is an upper end car, looks dressed for my car is dressed for success and you notice the words i'm using because you told me that you are you know you do families and you do executives now i got to figure out this duck thing because you know you sound like aflac when you talk about a duck i don't know what the hell that is but, but, the, but the reality of that is i want to understand the quick and the family getting in and out i guess maybe it's that you go through fast but we could we could have a whole other discussion there but from an executive level if I could find a car wash that I, I could run in, run out, and not have to worry about what I look like when I pull up at the freaking uh, Hyatt downtown. And really, I I don't know if everybody is like that or has those thoughts, but you you do judge people by that. If you if somebody's telling me you're successful and you're going to get in a car with the bumper falling off and it looks like you haven't bought a new car since 1940, you got a problem because. That's true, because we had a designer, we're renovating, and the guy said, uh, he was talking about his house, and he, <laughs> if, if it's somebody's designing your house, and then their house looks a certain way, well, maybe I don't want you to design my house. That's exactly right. <laughs> that would be, and, and, you know, it's even been my discussion with my website, like with SEO 411, I, I used to have this discussion with people, and they would say, well, you were just hiring, they're, they're just hiring you for SEO. If you come up on my website, my website does not look good. Why would you hire me? That's true. I went to your website. <laughs> but it, it needs to have material. And there's some pages on there that I don't like. I mean, I, I admit that. There's some old pages. They need improvement. Um, they're, they weren't put together well. And, and I get all of that. But, the, but I, I know other people that they have put up uh, websites and they say they're SEO, design, SEO people. And it looks like their website was built with crayons. You, you <laughs> Who's going to hire you when your website looks like crayons? I, I, I just, I can't help it. I mean, it just, so these are all those things. So for the guy with the car wash, you have a lot of fodder with executives and this whole, I don't know. I uploaded our logo. So you kind of have um, 
I know your logo. You just put one of these things down the street from me. I pass it every day. Oh, really? Okay, cool. But you know what else you need to do is open at six in the morning so I can run through on my way to the freaking Hyatt. Because I leave my house. Sometimes I leave Kingwood at four, five, six in the morning because I have a full day. So you need to have that car wash. I can get the car wash, then go to wherever I got to go, then go to the Hyatt. See? Like an hour earlier than I An hour earlier because I'm leaving. So if I knew you were open at 6.30, I would run through you and then go right on the highway and go to my luncheon. See, that's a whole, another piece of that, that's somewhere. So I don't know if you have a business development guy, but if you want to go down some of these roads that I'm saying, like from a content standpoint, and you want to pitch out to, you know, some executives and busy, and we kind of take that off your plate. And we understand that looking good's important and your car's just as important as your suit which is another article you can write. Your car is just important as your suit. I might write that on a piece of paper too. Mm -hmm. um, you know, at the end of the day, you need to be able to be available when they're available. Because if you tell me you want me to go to a car wash at eight o'clock, I've already been at work for two hours. And as have most executives and Rebecca's agreeing with me. So, but I don't think we think now, if you don't, if you, if that's it, but if that's who you're pitching to and that's where you want to go, you need to be available during that time to help them. I mean, it might be a terrible idea. Maybe I'll go to go to car wash at 630 in the morning, but I swear to God, if I was riding down the road at 630 in the morning and I could run through the car wash, I absolutely would do it. All right. I think we open at seven. Um, I don't you're know ready. I, you missed rough, you missed yeah. rush hour. So I don't know if I have the pool to change um, opening times, but. Uh, <laughs> I would say open at six. I can I can get my car washed and still get to the HOV lane on time. That's how I look at that. That's true, especially if I get here at seven. Yeah, and I mean I I don't leave my house once I'm at work. I don't leave, so I'm not going to go back out get my car. I, I understand this whole conversation doesn't have anything to do with content, but it, if that's what you're pitching to, you better have a business that's um, uh, accessible to that because seven's too late. All us successful people have already been at work an hour. Just, just saying. <laughs> so, so, I have a friend that's in the Marines that told me get up at five o'clock every day and your life will be a whole lot better. And they actually were right. Um, anyway, uh, go through your keyword anywhere. You have to come up with those articles and you have to come up with those pages. So the next thing, now that I have internalized all of this and I know what my keywords are, what my demographics are and who am I writing for, the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to open my uh, word and start writing. So this is where I started to think about all this because this person said to me, they said, well, you know, do you do this after the fact? And I don't do this after the fact. I know what my objectives are and I do it as I go. Okay. So I just put this page up on Sunday and I don't know how it's going to rank yet. All right. But what I, what I, what I want to show you is what I did because I, I have specific points and specific audiences that I'm after for this. Okay. So first of all, come May, SEO web hosting will be a thing, okay? I don't think people are there yet and have made the assimilation yet, but come May, when Google puts this core vitals program in, it's going to become a thing, all right? But what people are going to do is they're going to be looking for SEO web hosting, web hosting for SEO, or they may be looking for WordPress web hosting, okay? 
So if you notice what I did here is I have my SEO word, I have my WordPress. So when I, I actually wrote the title first, sometimes people don't write the title to the end. I tend to write them first because it helps me turn my brain on to go in the way I want to go. So by putting a title on it, okay, I now can stay focused because, you know, I can go everywhere on something. I could write 3,000 words if I don't stop myself. All right. So I put my title in first. I made sure. So I knew I wanted to rank on SEO, web hosting or web hosting. So that was the first thing. So the next thing I did is I made the title for the slider. And guess what I called it? SEO, web hosting. So that's the next thing I wrote. Okay. This line here is just a throwaway. But if you notice, it has the word SEO in it. So even though it says designed for SEOs by SEOs, okay, it still has the word SEO in it. But it was it's just a throwaway so that people understand. The next thing I had to do is say, okay, what do I want to tell people? All right. And what I want to tell them is your web hosting company impacts your SEO, whether you know it or not. I've known it for many years. I'm glad Google's caught up with me. All right. So I sat down. And I, I started to write this. And when I wrote the first sentence, I wish I had kept the, the changes. I put, I had a whole different first sentence here. And I went back and I said, well, wait up a second. I know I'm writing about web hosting. Why am I not putting web hosting in my first sentence? So I ended up having to change my first sentence to accommodate the fact. But I never got to the next, you know, the next little bit. I kind of wrote out what I was going to do and then came back and said, hold on, wait up a second. This was not clear. So I'm literally writing at the same time as I'm editing, meaning editing for SEO editing. So what I know is I want that key phrase in my first sentence. So I literally have it as the third word. The, the first two words of my first sentence, okay? So I have it positioned here, but I also have to write for human beings and be engaging, okay? Oh, I know what I did. This was my first sentence. So my first sentence is, we have known since we opened our doors and uh, we have known that, we have known that web hosting was important since we've opened our doors in 1998. I was like, wait up a second, that's not gonna work that way. So I stuffed this sentence in the front of it and reworked it. I am constantly reworking as I go. I'm constantly changing my sentence structure as I go because I'm constantly working towards meeting my objectives, okay? If you look then after many frustrating experiences with big box web hosts, the reason I called them big box web hosts instead of GoDaddy and HostGator, one is I didn't wanna say GoDaddy and HostGator, but the other thing is I want the word web host in that sentence. So instead of using the word GoDaddy and HostGator, I use big box web host because it put that keyword in that sentence. So I want you to understand the psychology of what I'm doing. I'm actually manipulating the words to meet the objective, okay? In 1999, we decided to build our own hosting platform because there's hosting without the word web in front of it. And the word platform appears next because that's another thing that people call it, web hosting platform, okay? And we, I put that would support our web design business. Well, because that was something else I want to rank on. And I linked it back to the web design page. Um, so within that first 150 words, I have a whole bunch of SEO going on. But if you just read that and walked up on that, you never would have known that's an SEO optimized set of sentences, would you? 
because it reads right. All right. It tells people what, and it's not awkward. It's not clunky. It's not chunky. And it tells a story. It's engaging. It has value to it. Okay. I would say our SEO company, but in 1999, that wasn't a thing yet. Well, I just got the word SEO company in that sentence too. And I did it in a funny way because SEO wasn't a thing in 1999. There was no such animal. Didn't exist. Can I ask you a quick question? Absolutely. Um, so I'm looking at the content. I haven't scrolled down. Um, I've heard some people say that you need, oh, okay. So you probably, yeah, you definitely have it. Yeah, I've heard that you um, need at least 2,000 to 2,500 words in your blog or, you know, whatever you're writing for. Well, I'm going to say 900 is the minimum. And okay. usually the sweet spot falls between 1,500 and 1,800 words. And when I write things out, you'll often find that I'm an 11, 1200. I haven't counted the words on this page yet. I want to see where it lands before I. So this is where I'm really good at this. And I don't mean that like I'm trying to be um, conceited, but I want to, I know that I did enough right in this page. I want to see where it lands without me falsely trying to manipulate and improve on it or optimize it. I, I'm not touching that yet because I know I have enough right or correct elements in this page that this page should come up at least on Houston web hosting uh, somewhere within the top 15, okay? So I just put this up on Sunday. So it doesn't, it hasn't really gained its traction yet underneath it, okay? But I, I feel like within the next week or two, this page should pop up somewhere within the top, let's say the top 20. And then I can dial it back and then see what else I need to do. If I get lucky and it lands on the first page of Google, I ain't screwing with it. I mean, it's that simple. Okay. So yeah, I, I, yes, if you, if you have, we haven't scrolled down yet, but there's a lot of words here. Okay. The homepage of the SEO 40, 411 website literally has uh, 2,700 words on it, I think. And what I will say is if you notice how I've laid it out, I've broken the text up so it doesn't look like these huge blocks of text. We need to do that. And I'm going to show you. So you notice I have a big title here. It says your web hosting company impacts your SEO. Well, that was written from a technical SEO aspect. My headline is got an H2 tag around it. So I am telling Google that I think that's massively important. All right. So I have coded the page to support that I think that's the most important web hosting company and SEO all in my top first sentence of my website. And it has an H2 around it because my H1 is SEO web hosting, which is this one way up here. That one right there is H1. Okay. So as I come down through this and you can tell I'm telling a story, you don't feel like you're reading SEO copy at all. I don't believe. Okay. Um, Google wasn't anything more than an idea in those days. Fast forward and Google is finally agreeing that your web host is an integral part of your website success. Notice again, keywords for days, but wrapped in blankets that are not offensive and not just blah, 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 blah. All right. So much so that they have rolled their core vitals out and are promising an algorithmic boost. Um, we went on, I've named the brand here that I put my hosting underneath. Um, you see that there's some more keywords here. If you start, this is a very dense paragraph that has a lot of keywords in it that covers a lot of ground, 
but it's designed to signal to Google that this page is about SEO web hosting um, and that this page has a lot of attributes about it that should support support that. The next thing that I do is again, I'm Beth, can I ask a, yeah, can go I for ask it. a question real quick? Yeah, uh, this may be a little bit off topic, but so are you telling me that um, Google is going to decide which web hosting um, companies get priority? Yes. Based on well, based on the con based on the composition of the content. Now I can okay. say, I can say also links, but yes, based on the comp the the composition of the content. And I'll tell you, if you go and look at the SEO four eleven homepage, I had to match and work within who was in the top ten. So when I put this page together and I decided I was actually going to go for go for it and we were going to get ranked on the first page of Google for Houston SEO and SEO Houston. Okay, I literally had to sit down and work this page. This page took me nine and a half hours to write and create so that it was can you still can you see the, the homepage. Yes, right. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Um, it didn't have the thing around it to show it, but yes, I had to go through and I, and, and if you search this, I, I believe, um, I didn't look where I am today, but SEO Houston, I think I am on the first page. Every once in a while, I slip to the second page. So going forward, it's going to be about who I use as a hosting. That's more one so piece of it. Yes. It's not just that. It's one piece of the puzzle. But if you have a bad web host, you are already knocking yourself out of contention. Bad web hosting does that. So about me, just for a second, I started a web hosting company back in 98 because all these people were bad and they aggravated me. And when you, once you get to know me, you know, don't aggravate me because I'll just <laughs> tell you, fine, I'll do it myself. Well, I would call at the time they were not Yahoo, but excuse me, but they are now, but I would call this company and I asked for help and they would tell me, I'm, I can't help you with that. I can't help you with that. I, I, that's not something we know how to do. What do you mean you can't help me? I'm paying you. You're the only person I know. You can't help me. You know, so I, I was like, that's it. And I started my own web hosting company because I was like, if you can't help me, then I just need to go help myself. And that is what I did. What we learned very early on in the game, though, was that we did not throttle websites. Um, we let search engines pre-Google days come in and suck out as much as they possibly could. Um, we didn't allow bad sites, porn sites, uh, mail bombing sites. There were certain types of businesses we wouldn't accept. Um, and we kept our network really clean. And then when Google came along, we would have people transfer us and their rankings would go up 20%. And at first we didn't understand it um, because we were like, man, people would just move here and they would just rank better just intrinsically because they were here. Um, and we, we started to attribute it to the way we ran the place because we were running it to succeed anyway, meaning, you know, uh, we were keeping a clean shop. We weren't letting these people in. We were being as fast as possible. We weren't blocking sites off. Uh, we weren't, you know, I can produce an error. I can, I can make your website come to a grinding halt if I want. And it's going to say your website doesn't have enough bandwidth. All right. I can literally stop a website in its tracks if I want. Um, ways I configure my web, my web server 
Um, often, if you don't configure it right or your website is misconfigured, Google can't read it right. And just by sim the simple fact of moving it over to us, some of those impediments have been removed. I mean, we had one whole website that was ranking, 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 moved it over to GoDaddy. They were at GoDaddy. They lost every ranking they had. And it was a misconfiguration on an Apache server that caused it. They moved it over to us. Website went right back to running to normal. We made no changes to it. The only thing we changed was the web host. So yes, you're wet. we've known this for 20 years, but if I walked into a room and told somebody that, they would have told me, oh no, that's not blah, 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 blah. I, I know it is. I know if I'm hosting on the same server with a porn site, Google says that's a bad neighborhood and we're diminished because there's these shared IP pools out there and they know this IP address that's a porn site, this IP address that's your you know, uh, HR business, they're on the same server. It's the same thing if I have a mansion in a bad neighborhood. So Google looks at all that. Now they're actually coming in and making it actually a thing and they're, they're basing it on speed. Speed and delivery and how the server processes things. So yeah, absolutely I'm telling you that web hosting is a piece of it but it all starts with the piece of content you put up. So Beth, how do we find out if our current web hosting you know, somebody um, asked me that question the other night and I said, you know, I don't know how, cause nobody's gonna, all right. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna assume that everything is not nefarious for just a second, okay? I do not think that most big box web hosts even think this way because they've never been on the other side of it, okay? So if you called somebody on the phone and they said, and you said, are you SEO friendly? They would probably say yes. If you ask them if they were if they were throttling websites, no web host is going to fess up to that. They're going to say our bandwidth is unlimited. So let's talk about that throttling aspect for a second. You know when you have your cell phone, your cell phone gives you so many so much bandwidth with it, and then it says you're unlimited, and then all of a sudden you get over 20 gig and they slow it way the heck down because you've used too much, even though you're unlimited. All the unlimited means is I'm not billing you for it. It doesn't mean that. I'm going to actually let you use all you can use. I don't know that your level one phone answering monkey at a web hosting company is going to know how to answer that. A knock monkey is not going to know how to answer it either. Nobody. So what I devised as the one question that you could ask somebody that would be an honest yes or no with no ill intent is, do you use a light speed server? And what that is, is there is a couple different platforms. So there is um, a whole, and I, I don't, not to get too nerdy on everybody here a minute, but there is an entire operating system for a host, for a server that is a host. A standard one would be IIS out of, for a Windows server. It would be Apache for a Linux server. Okay. Um, Lightspeed came in and it it takes a lot of the caching and does it on the server side, which most web hosting companies aren't going to want to do because that means they can't host as many websites on a server. So if you ask, do you have a Lightspeed server or am I hosted on a Lightspeed server and they say no, don't get in a whole big discussion with them. They've told you you're going to have a discussion with most, somebody that doesn't even know what the hell you're talking about. All right. But I think that's the one question that you can ask somebody that you can that that when they answer you, 
you'll have a clear picture of how they run this. Listen, I know there's not too many hosting companies out there that are like us. We were built to be a um, to be for uh, web design and for SEO because that's what we've been doing for 20 years. A web hosting company genuinely was not built for that, but we started as a web design company. <coughs> I think what's going to happen is eventually once this starts to become a problem and people start asking for it, what's going to happen is these hosting companies are going to put up these SEO hosting plans. And then you'll have some, you'll then, then there'll be some, but I don't think they exist in the marketplace the way they need to be right now, because I just don't, I don't think anybody recognizes it, but it's coming. So, but I, I you're asking, do it's the content it's the apparatus, it's the way it's put together, it's the way it's designed, it's the framework it's on. There is multiple different things that have to happen for a website to rank on Google. And then, oh, by the way, you better be putting up original content that is unique to you, that proves that you are a subject matter expert in whatever you're talking about. The best thing I ever did was taking this class and putting it on the internet. And I never would have done it if it wasn't for COVID. But the second I did that and put my podcast together, I got an immediate bump because it became quite apparent that I was an expert um, on the internet as an expert. I have a podcast where people are following me. I have a YouTube channel with classes. I'm on the local news. Everything about me screams expert. My website didn't, and now it does. So that's going to be another whole factor. So we're, but I was telling somebody last time, our last class was what is coming on 2021 is speed, web design, and are you an expert? And if you don't do those three things right, you're dead in the water. Now, that's a scary thing for me to say, like for you, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? But the thing is, we've been giving these classes for almost 20 years now. Solely, I mean, we are on, we are on our 18th year. I never thought I'd say that, but I am on the 18th year of running this class. And that's because we have been working to educate small business owners to get them to where they need to be. So even if you do a fraction right, now you're competing with paychecks, so you have to do a whole lot more than a fraction, but, and there's more to this, but that's the, that's what I'm telling you. Yes, build the content. Yes, you have to have it hosted right. Yes, you have to have it assembled right. And if you don't meet those three criteria, you got a you got a problem. Okay, let me go back to my let me go back to my page. Does that help you understand? Yes, absolutely. Thank okay. you so much. All right. So let's come back to how I did this. So you see my first paragraph. It's got all these little little bombs in it that have keywords in it and all this other side stuff on it. It's awesome. It's great. Um, the next thing I did is I had to for the end user. I needed the end user to understand quickly what we did and why we did it. We don't want to bog them with, um, we don't want to bog them down with too much words because they won't read it. So what I did is I put visual clues in here that says we're fast and reliable. We've got optimized for core vitals and we do security. Okay. And then I have paragraphs underneath that discuss that. But what I did is fast hosting, reliable hosting core vitals, hosting, these things are all together, secure web hosting, they're all running out there. Google understands that these are written as H2, so I put subheadings in. So when you write your page of content, you need to put subheadings in, and those subheadings have to have keywords in them. Now, I did this and laid it out horizontally, 
you may choose to do these subheadings and do them like bullet points and do them vertically. I did it because this looks better for this kind of a page, okay? Um, optimize for WordPress tools on parallel, blah, blah, blah. And I have even more uh, discussion about what we can do and what we can't do and what my opinions are on things. And they're all running around under here. And then of course, I just have the web hosting plans. My page really stops here. This is really just, if you wanted to buy, that would be the buy section, okay? But this whole top of this whole website, this whole page is designed for me to come up on a ranking for SEO web hosting, okay? Um, my homepage, when you look at that, you'll also notice it too is bulleted, but it's, so these are, these are subsections and bullets. You see that they have the keywords. I've already told you a couple times, Houston SEO, SEO Houston. So they're here first web design and development for Houston. It's their second, um, local SEO and Google, my business. That's their third. This box here, I need to change and make that be a web hosting box. I haven't done it yet because like I said, this is all somewhat, this is all coming quickly. But if you see how I've constructed that page, so as an end user, you can come and say, oh, hey, look, well, I'm looking at this page. I scroll down, okay, you do these four things. I need X and I can click that button, go to X, or I can come down and find out more about the company. You see, I've done this very graphically, all right? and. This is important because what's going to happen is if I put up a 2,500 word page of content, who the heck's going to read it if it's a big block and chunk? If I took this and took all the design elements out of this page, who's, that, who's going to read it? Nobody. So I had to come in and put graphics and design and subheads in to help extend this out. And then so you see what we did, how we do SEO, because that's another thing. And then you see I have the sections of it and an explanation. So when you, it's not so much this, the anatomy of this page and how I wrote this page is, what do I need to write? And then how do I package it for the end user so that it's digestible for them? Um, if you look at the blog posts, you mentioned them happen to be large. Um, I'm gonna cop over to the blog here a second and let me do it this way. All right, so this one here, this page here is on technical SEO. So, Always make sure you have a graphic on your page. Always, always, always. Okay, that's extremely important in this day and age. All right. Um, so I have this whole, what is technical SEO? All right, so I actually put a sub table of contents in the page so that people can read down the page. If you look, these are actual sections. These past sections of this page could stand on its own. All right, but we had to put them together to get uh, that level of a word count. But this this whole page about technical SEO, right? So I wrote it in. What is technical SEO? Why did my website need technical? Technical? What are the top five aspects? So I can click to that. I go down. But you see how I broke it up? I've got five bullet points here. So if I just wanted to read this section. I have just those five aspects right there on the screen for people. So you have to think when you construct this content. Um, how am I going to make it palatable for the end user? Because you sure can't go stick 2,500 words on a page and make it work right. Um, I think that it has to always have a design element to it and it has to work itself out right. And if you don't do that, then what's going to happen, and they're watching this too, somebody's going to go to that content, they're going to be overwhelmed, they're going to bounce back to Google, go to the next page, and Google's going to say, hey, that page might not be worth something because... I have, uh, they're bouncing back off of it. So just think 
bullet points and top 10 lists. And if you can break it out more, break it up and break it out because you, you need that. But I am constantly, when I put these pages together, I'm making sure that I put the subtopics on. I'm making sure that the keywords run throughout the paragraphs. I'm making sure that if I have five points on a page, my five points um, are relevant, but match a search term. So like, you know, I keep telling you about IRS letters. How many IRS letter types are there? Either one of you answered that. Time's ticking. Byron, he, she wants you to answer it. Okay. Is there, is there a top five, top 10? Is there 10 that, is there three? What well, is I it? The number one, and you'll see a lot of it this year will be the CP2000 underreported. Under okay. All right. So, you know, so what, what I may do is say, what are the top three letters, IRS letters? And that might be one page, right? So that would give you the opportunity to say what you think they are for 2020. What I may start to say is I may put up a page, page that says, uh, Danger Will Robinson, what are the IRS letters that I need help with? So I now am putting up the ones that, what are the ones I may go to jail for? What are the ones I'm going to lose my, my paycheck over? You know, so there must be some that are far more ominous than one that says, hi, uh, I, you might've given us too much money and I think I owed you money back. And they still may go to Google and put that IRS letter in, but you may want to go after the ones that are on fire. So we know we need to rank on the IRS letter, but on the other side of the coin, what we know is there's three of them. If somebody puts them in, they're going to need professional help. Do we agree with that? All right. So I would come up with a, a protracted amount of those letters and I would might have a consolidated set about those letters. Then the other thing that I would do is I would write, what are the top three IRS letters? Then I would take the top three IRS letters and I would write a page in toto about that page. This was, this one said 1440, I think was one of the ones on this list that I had a key terms, hold on. Okay. So I put in IRS letters, it comes down, it tells me 1445 IRS notice. That seems to be a pretty um, important one, okay? Um, so I then would write a page on what that 1445 IRS letter was and link it back to my main IRS letters page. So I would then, I'd like to take the 1445 letter, link it to the 1445 letter page, and then link the 1445 letter page to a sentence that says there's more IRS letters and send it back. So they're supporting each other within the website. Okay. That's not, not to be confused like with reciprocal linking that that's because that's not two sites. So I just want everybody to know that I'm not confused on what I'm saying to do here. Um, but um, that would be, so I would take those three and then I would make, so if you have three IRS letters or five IRS letters that are important, I've now given you six pages of content that you can put up on IRS letters. And then you, what you need to do is link them together. Okay. So, um, at the end of my IRS letters page, I might put other IRS letters may include, and then put those in there so I can link out to them. All right, so I, I would kind of be creating that 
whole little nutshell section so that I have good five or six pages on IRS letters and have a really good chance of coming up on that. All right, so just, uh, and when I look at this, that's the IRS, the IRS, IRS, IRS. Okay, see the very next one down is Kiplinger on tax prep. So they have a lot of links. Word count on this. So I have a tool that tells me the word count, the word count on the page. So, and you see, they did what I said. So you got an I, a letter from the IRS. There's 1600 words on that page. It's the word count on that page. And they, they put that up. All right, here's one from TurboTax. Now TurboTax, of course, has a lot of backlinks, so it's not a fair fight. Although this page itself doesn't have a lot of links. This page from handling notices from the IRS is 4,000 words. So what it tells me is that I need to write a good 3,000 word page on IRS letters to even be in, to even have a dog in the fun fight. Credit karma, 2,000 words. Again, powerful site in the form of Credit Karma, but this internal page doesn't have a lot of support. It's only got four links to this page. So um, as I, you know, U.S. Tax Help, that's another one. Word count on that one is 979. So I would now, look so at those four numbers and say my page has to be about 3,000 words. So I, uh, on, that, on that particular topic there, I once actually shared a video on that. It'd be pretty good. What? Say that again for me. Is there a video here on this that I missed? No, I said I once shared a video on that topic that did pretty good. All right. Did you? And you? Oh, you shared one. Did you write? Did, was it your own video? No, it was one. It was it was one I sourced. Okay. I shared it. As, I shared it as my own. I it's what it wasn't one of the ones I did with myself in. All right. So. Um, like for Rebecca or you, somebody needs to sit down. You could also, and see, I've done this as well, and this is important. I think Sally left, but if she was here, I would tell her too, okay? If you notice, I have video on these blog pages now, okay? You know, Ahmad, you could actually run a, a car, a video of pulling up at the valet with a really mm -hmm. dirty car. And then, <laughs> then actually do the next one with that same car all spiffy cleaned up at the valet and just see what the people's reaction is as you pull up. Like have a whole reaction video as to what you, 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 you kind of get where I'm going with that. Because I, I think you would have two different reaction shots myself on that. <laughs> all right. So if you come back, uh, no, not that one. I got to go back. I got to, I got to get the classes posted, but if you see what I did here on this, you'll see we've got getting on the Google, uh, getting, getting, um, social media tips, right? I've got the podcast. I've got a little bit of an article. Uh, some of them have longer articles on them, but this one happened to have a short one and I have the video built into the page. So I'm building complete pages and they're not the same. So like the best example I have of this, which I can go find it if we need me to, but I have one that I wrote a thousand word page that said why your chamber of commerce membership matters. And then what I did is I made a video that demonstrated what you should be looking for from your chamber of commerce to see 
if that would help your Google page, your Google rankings or not. And when I did all of that and I put all of those items together, um, I had a complete page because it had an audio file, it had a video file, and it had a written file with all three different material in each one of them. And that page is one of the best trafficked and best linked pages on the website. I've got people from all over the country now making links and promoting that page because it's well-rounded, it's got an explanation, it also has a written page attached to it. So Google recognizes it, it goes into this expert mantra. So when you can, I'm trying to tell everybody, please try to make a video and attach a video to something. It's important, it's important stuff. Because if you can put a video with a talk, with the content, with the page, put all of these things up and put them together, I've done something that's complete and yet it makes it even more likely that that page would be ranked because it's going to have a better interaction. So I, I strongly urge if you can to put a video up. So as I'm telling him, you know, never get a second chance to make a first impression and write all about how, you know, executive impressions are formed, blah, 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 blah. His little trip to the car, you know, little trip with the dirty car to the valet and then the same car to the valet. I tell you, when my car's dirty, they don't even come as fast. I think they think, you know, God, look, this person can't even pay for the valet. So, you know, you gotta, I know it's kind of sounds funny and that's, but they seriously, and if you drive a, if you, if they come to you second, if your car is like a lesser car. So if you drive up with a, with a, with a little Chevette, yeah, you're, you're going to at the end of the line. Just, I know it shouldn't be that way, but trust me, it is. I, I used to have a beater and whenever I would take the beater, man, we were like the last people that anybody, cause they were like, man, is that car even going to start? You know, I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> My financial planner is not going to enjoy that. <laughs> what? I see, I see Rebecca shaking her head. I mean, I, funny story. I tried to um, get some counsel from my financial guy um, last year about buying a new car. And he was like, um, I'm going to treat you like your dad. Do you Is need a new car? Does it still run? You know, I mean, he was going through all this. And I was like, yeah, but it's, you know, it's a little old and I want something new and, you know, I want it to smell pretty again. And he was like, take it to the car wash. Do not buy, you are not ready to buy a new car. You do not need it. I was like, well, I have the money. He's like, no, absolutely not. And um, he was like, let's put that money away because, you know, I was going to pay cash. He was like, let's put that money away into something else. And so it's funny if he, if he heard this, he would be like, do not get back on that webinar, Jolie, where well, she tells you to buy a new car. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you, my, my business partner said too, she was like, if you, if our customers are so shallow that they, they can't pick you because your car sucks. I'm like, no, you don't understand. It, it, it conveys a level of success. And I want them to understand that we're successful. Driving around in a beater does not exude success. And I, I understand that it's the world we live in and all, but it is it's what a double -edged it is. Sword. Huh? <laughs> I said it's a double-edged sword. It really is, but you know, uh, it, it just, it really, really is. And if you want people to take you seriously, and then you're going to go get in a 20 year old car with your taillight taped on, yeah. How can anybody have confidence in you? I mean, just everybody needs to buy a Honda and keep it moving. <laughs> is that what it is? 
<laughs> so so let me, let me, <laughs> that's the accountant's card. <laughs> so so let me share this with you. Um when you are uh, trying to engage in a payment plan with the IRS, the IRS had they have allowances they give you. And a car um, so much for a car payment is one. So if I have someone who does not have a new car and they need a new car, I tell them to go buy a car. Why get that money to IRS when you can use that money for yourself? Well, there's there, there's the opposite yeah. side of it. So that's and, again, and, that, I have a new accountant for you. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> That was my financial is. planner that does all my investments. He's, he's of course, would love to have my money instead of, you know. Um, but Byron, can you say that again for me? Yeah, if, if you if you if you have to, if, you know, if you're on a payment plan with the IRS, uh, and you have to submit, oh. yeah, you have you have to submit to get it approved. They have they have a threshold of different of, of allowances that they allow you for housing, for rent, clothing, food, and so a car is one of them. And if you don't have a uh, car payment at the time and you're needing a new car, that's a good time to buy one. Now the second the second phase is, is that uh, uh, you know sometimes people you know should look at buying a new car, especially if you're using your car for a big percentage of time. You get to pick up depreciation. You know, if everything else is maxed out and you need some appreciation, why not pick up a car? Well, and that's it. Good point. Uh, Good point. Thank you. So, and then there's the whole lease versus buy. I mean, there's all these freaking side discussions to that. But I, I mean, I, for him, I just think if you pull up and you don't look professional, you are going to not be taken as seriously. And I, and I, and you, you can say, and, I, and I've had people tell me this, well, you're in the tech industry. People know you're quirky. Okay, quirky is one thing. Looking like you live in poverty is another. You know, I mean, it just, I'm not being rude. I mean, for years I had a, uh, I had my dad's Grand Prix. And I mean, I, literally I was, and we were just, you know, we had just started and all, but it was hard pressed to drive up in a 15 year old car and try to walk like you were a successful person doesn't mean I don't know what I'm doing, but when I'm, I'm coming in and I'm asking you to spend money with me, I mean, how do I make the a case that, you know, if you don't look right and don't work, look, people don't necessarily. And like I said, when you go, when you go to the valet stand, you know, what is the perception? And if your car is dirty, I'm telling you, you even if you had, uh, a freaking two hundred thousand dollar Mercedes. If it looked like it was falling apart and not well kept and not clean, it still has a bad connotation. So that's where I'm saying to him, he's got opportunity on image. Cars are image, okay? So that's how I would be posturing him. But but I will say too though, that, uh, I'm not a fan of always buying a new car, brand new car. You, I mean, you know, most people you lose on the purchase of a new of a new car. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Um, and I and I and, and, I, and I also depends on what everyone's different phases of life. So, but, you know. yeah, and I mean, you could yeah. go buy a used Mercedes and still pull up in a Mercedes and, and it be spark, sparkly and shining because I went to to Quick Car and uh, great, all fantastic, right? I'm driving a Mercedes and it looks extra. People don't know what year the car is. If it looks well kept, 
but you can't pull up in a 15-year-old Pontiac tree with the taillight falling off of it. Or a 15-year-old Pontiac Grand Prix that looks like it's been out in the mud in the country somewhere and you can't bother to get it washed. It just says who you are, your attention to detail, you know? <coughs> all right, how are we all doing? Because it's time to go home. What other questions do we have today? Other than see Brian if you want to buy a car and <laughs> I have a question. You talked about you have different pages. So for your content, so is that, I don't know how WordPress works, but on my website, I have a, a part where they can click and they can go and, you know, scroll through the content for blogs. That's not there yet. But is it a separate page that's created or? Each one would be a separate page. Now, that's why you need to come to WordPress class on the 17th so you can learn what's the difference between pages and what's the difference between posts. I'm registered, so I'll be okay. there. <laughs> All right. That's we're, we will be talking about that on the, on the 17th. We actually are doing WordPress. We're going to do a four-hour WordPress training for everybody. So um, if, you, if that question right there is what's the difference between the two and how do I use, utilize them right, um, that, would, that is a question, the question on that. Um, okay. The blogs are the blogs. If you see my screen still, um, you can see that this is one gigantic scrolly thing here worth of classes that goes on forever. Um, so, and you can see I have the submenu over here. I think I do. Maybe it's not on this page. Yeah, I do here. So here's all the months. It's all the whole archive for the blog is sitting over here uh, okay. on the right-hand side of the screen. So, um, and you can, you can see there's been like in 2020, you can see from the pandemic forward, I don't think I ever missed a month. But before the pandemic, yeah, I got to it when I got to it. Um, I, I will say that's going to be one thing that came good out of this pandemic is that this website is doing so much better because I actually um, get to sit here and stay here um, for a long time. So, <laughs> so Beth, I have a I have a question for you. Um, you know, I'm honestly a little overwhelmed. Um, this is just not my forte, and it just frustrates the bejeebies out of me and you could probably tell looking at my website um and and quite honestly if i'm if i'm being transparent i let my 25 year old daughter do most of it just because i just send it to her because i'm tired of dealing with it but now she's running a business and um she doesn't really have time to do my stuff um so two questions one how much of this does your company do for an organization i mean i don't I guess so. Let me stop there and ask that question. No, no, and we then of it. I mean, I, I, I can do everything or I can just host it. I can do whatever you need me to do. That's that, that's those kind of things. That includes content, okay. like right in the content. <laughs> I have, I have, I have writers. I actually have on staff writers that we employ all, all the time. They're, I've got two of them that are here all the time. So, and that was really my question. One, I want to make sure that I'm with an organization, a hosting organization that is, um, you know, going to be in compliance. And like you said, hits all of those points. But two, um, I can tell somebody what I do, but I, but me putting it in words and doing case studies and 
and things like that are just not my forte. I get bored with it. I put it down. I'm going to, kind of, you know, just, I can come up with a 500 different procrastination reasons why I just can't seem to do it. Um, but to Rebecca's point, you, you will take what we've given you and have somebody write it into something that will. Yeah. Yeah. That's have that so, yeah. So like, if I was going to say what our process is here is I go and I get to meet with our customers and I try to do that monthly. Some I do more, some, you know, some are less depending, but um, we sit down and during that time each month, I actually sit and help you. You see how good I am at coming up with content just by basically asking <laughs> some of these questions. I can come oh, up. Oh, Beth. <laughs> right? I mean, I'm my mind works like that. I used to be an editor, an editor in chief newspaper. So I, I just, my mind works like that. Don't laugh at me, Byron. You know how pithy I can be. You better hey, I'm cheering. Go ahead on. <laughs> He's been around here. Him and Jim, I think Byron's been around at least four years. Jim's been around 10. So it's, you know, they've been around here a couple of times. But, you know, the thing is that when you tell me what you do, I mean, I kind of already got it, but I need an article that says, what's the difference between a, P, a PEO and an HRO? You know, that's the page I need. And I'll write that page out. I'm going to give it to you. You're going to find the mistakes in it. Well, what it is and why you need it. <laughs> yeah, what it is and why you need it is a whole nother, a whole nother thing. But as we got, I've got, I probably for you, I've already got 10 or 15 pages based on just the initial set of questions that I asked you. Yeah. All right. Um, but the, but the fact of the matter is that we, you know, you do that. We, we, we learn. So we've got it. We've learned everything from high-end plastics to heart valves to, you know, lawyers. I mean, at some level, I'm, I mean, I don't know. I, I have like a law degree that I don't know I have somewhere for all the stuff that we've covered through the years. I mean, I'm not really, I don't, but you kind of get what I'm saying that we start to learn this stuff. Some of these people have been around 10 years you know, after 10 years of writing for somebody, I know pretty much everything they do. They're now calling me for business development help. They're like, uh, hey, I'm doing this. What do you think we can do? <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm okay to do that. I mean, it's fine, but that's what happens when you're somewhere 10 years, I guess. But, okay. you know, that's, that's, so yeah, we do it start to finish. I, I look at it as a partnership. If you succeed, we succeed, you know? So I, that's, I have a little bit different and everybody gets a different basket with me in the sense that I'm not just, if I sent you my kids, they're very good at what they do, but they're never going to be assertive enough to help you guide you in the right decision on how to help build out the business. When I come along, I tend to say, Hey, why aren't we doing this? What did we think about this? Why are we like him? I just told him to have six o'clock car hours. I don't care. You, 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 I don't know what we're doing. Why are we not open when we want people to come? You know, that's the way I look at that. You go, you go tell them that and they do it and it's a smash. You're going to be VP. What the heck? <laughs> you know, <laughs> if I'm right and you have a car wash business at six in the morning, you're golden. And I mean, there's a lot of times I'm riding around town going, okay, I'm early. What do I, oh, wait, I need the car wash, but you ain't open, you know? Huh? I just want to sort of mention that in my next meeting. Well, yeah, I mean, I went, I go to Panera's and then I go look and the, the rest of the place ain't open. So now what am I? I'm hanging out in Panera's instead of getting the car wash. I seriously would. And I mean, I sometimes go to a gas station, but then I don't feel like sitting there. I, I don't like the gas station clientele because I'm like, why am I at a gas station? You know, there's all, all of that. So, but honestly, you're um, looking. 
on the way out of Kingwood, you would have a line. Go ahead. Okay, so and my next question is, so I really jumped on um, because we're trying to look for um, a website, SEO max, um, maximum optimization for my daughter's company. Um, and I was just going to jump on and really see how this was. So I've got twofold now. I think there could be some possibilities with my company, but my daughter is, um, she's in Austin and she is doing a CBD hemp company. Do you work with CBD hemp organization? I've got a couple of them. Yep. No problem. Okay. Okay. We, we, we find it challenges, but yeah. And some people don't want to touch them with a 10 foot pole. I know, I know. And um, it was funny when you mentioned the Wix about the, we we got all the way down that path. She developed a website only to find out that nobody supports the payment plans for CBD and hemp. So she had to flip to big commerce um, so that the payment vendor would, so it, it's, it's an industry all in itself um, and yeah, it's growing, exactly. right? I actually have a third-party merchant provider that's been setting me up accounts for CBD folks that we've we figured out how to get through the underwriting process. So I've actually, so this is where we're unique. We're not just a, hey, I want, if you want me to be just a, hey, I can do it. But we usually, we're problem solvers. So if you're going to come to me and you're going to tell me you want to sell CBD oil and you can't get a merchant account and Stripe won't let you do it. Um, yeah, I actually have a guy now that I have that gets me merchant accounts for these things. So he's, he's, he, it's been a learning curve for him on all the things he had to get. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, it's a learning curve. I mean, it's, it's a, learning curve. It's a new that's industry. Learning curve. Yes. But that's yeah. So you're welcome to call okay. me offline on all this. That's fine. What other questions everybody have? Anybody? Anybody? Sally, you're back. I saw you said you had to go. Now you're back. So you're, not, you're muted though, so we can't hear you. Unmute yourself. I'll catch up by uh, looking at this stuff. So I'm sorry I had to leave. Oh, no, no, you're fine. So in fact, you know, I was telling them that I'm kind of assertive, you know, you, I go somewhere, yours, I came to your house, told you how to fix your computer while you were, while I was there, didn't I? That is true. <laughs> and, it and it did help, see, but that's who I am. I'm not, I don't stay in a lane. I have no lane. I just go whatever you need to be telling you. But I'm telling you, my vice president on the 6 a.m. idea, <laughs> he thinks I'm kidding him. <laughs> so it's I believe a whole, you. I believe you. Seriously. It's a whole untapped market. And especially if you have one somewhere by these hotels where you have to valet park. So I don't know about that, but anyway. All right. If you guys have nothing else, I'm out for the day. I will talk to you well soon. Um, I hope everybody learned something here today because uh, content is always a bear to tackle. Um, sometime when we're back in person, I'm going to kind of start to talk an anatomy of a page a little bit more than I did today. Um, I haven't really done that in a while, um, but uh, I did do some of it, but not as much as I normally do. So, but anyway. All right. Other than that, everybody have a good week and I will be back next week. And thank you for joining in today's Internet Marketing Clinic. We hope you enjoyed our program and we will have more marketing information for you next week. Be sure to tune in.